This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Christ Church, New Zealand. We're here for four nights, taking a little break between our tour of the South Island of New Zealand and our upcoming traveling around the North Island. Christ Church became known even more than previously when they had an earthquake that killed quite a few people here. We have spent a little bit of time touring the three earthquake memorials and the earthquake museum, all quite fascinating. This is another beautiful spot in New Zealand. This is a country that does not fail to keep your eyes interested and entertained all the time. There is just scenery and then more scenery and even more scenery. It truly is a beautiful country. It's time for your tech tip. I'm a sucker for productivity hacks and listicles about how to add more hours to your day. Sadly, I've never found that magic bullet that has turned me into a productivity powerhouse. But what if I told you there is an amazing technology we now have at our disposal for cutting down on the number of useless emails we get every day? It will revolutionize your relationship with your inbox and save you hours per week that you're currently spending archiving and deleting. One weird trick to achieve email efficiency nirvana. It's called unsubscribing. And as ridiculous as that sounds, I can tell you from personal experience that taking the extra few seconds to unsubscribe from all of those marketing communications and newsletters that we never look at anyway, instead of letting them clutter up our inboxes and manually removing them, will quickly start to pay dividends. It seems like the number one time management issue I hear about from lawyers is email. Anything we can do to reduce the noise in our inboxes is a win. I think this is in the same vein of the issues a lot of us have with delegation or documenting things in our businesses. We tell ourselves that it would take longer to show someone how to do it, so we just do it ourselves. That's probably true the first time we do it, and maybe the second, but all of a sudden it's two or ten or twenty years later, we're still the ones doing that task that it was easier for us to do rather than train somebody else to do. We didn't grow, we didn't progress, we didn't get it off of our plates because we didn't value our time enough in the long term to do so. I can't promise you that cleaning the crap out of your inbox will be the key that unlocks your success as a firm owner, but I think it's indicative of the way we behave in other areas, and it's a good way to score an easy win that might just give us the boost we need to tackle other issues. A couple of years ago, I made a point of getting serious about unsubscribing from all of the cruft that was landing in my email every day. And it was a hassle and a chore, but it really did give me a better perspective on the way I handled a lot of other things in my life. Spending time every day or maybe every hour filtering through and archiving marketing emails that you haven't read and will never read makes us feel busy, kind of like I do when I'm moving my tasks and to-dos into a new app, but it's a waste of time and it's totally unnecessary. The inbox is a source of anxiety for a lot of us. The notification counter is like some red eye of doom constantly leering at us as we're trying to go about our days. My wife's method of managing emails is to mark important ones as unread and then leave them in her inbox. Every time I catch a glance of her phone, I see the little red badge on the email icon reading somewhere in the neighborhood of 500, which causes my blood pressure to rise and a vein to begin throbbing out of my forehead. 
We did a program on email productivity a few years ago inside of Rosen Institute, and as a challenging member, asked everyone in the group to post their unread email accounts. It started with numbers like 10 and 40, which still make me start to sweat but aren't too bad, but then things started getting spicy. There was a 200, then a 2700, then someone posted a screenshot from her phone with the little red badge reading 11,063. I didn't know the badge could accommodate that many digits. I felt like I was looking at a photo of Bigfoot riding a Tasmanian tiger. I didn't think anyone would believe me if I told them what I'd seen. But then another member swooped in with a mic drop of a screenshot, 29,824. Now, maybe every single one of those was some critically important communication with a loved one or a time-sensitive client document or an urgent plea from a Nigerian prince about a bank account belonging to his deposed father. But I have a sneaking suspicion that at least a handful of those emails were seasonal promos from six years ago, onboarding emails from a service he hadn't used in a decade, and other less immediately relevant communiques. I know the idea of unsubscribing sounds laughably simple, but I also know you've probably already swiped several times today to archive or delete a handful of emails that will just return in another few days. I'll admit I did the same thing this morning. I'm certainly not perfect here. Why don't we just unsubscribe? Sometimes it's a simple case of FOMO, the fear of missing out. We worry that we might miss out on valuable information or offers if we unsubscribe, even if we rarely read the emails. When I got serious about unsubscribing, I went and counted the emails in my archive folder for one vendor in particular. They were from a company making sunglasses. I signed up for their list because I got a 10% discount code and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any special sales on their expensive shades. Four years later, they had emailed me twice per week. I never bought any sunglasses and honestly, I never opened any of the emails, even when they were pitching sales. But what I did do was dismiss their emails manually about 400 times. And that's just one company. There was the newsletter on copywriting that I should have read, but didn't. That was another 250. And sometimes we have good intentions like that. We tell ourselves that what's in those emails is absolute gold and we'll get to them later, but that never happens. We're eternally optimistic. We believe that we will eventually find the time to read the newsletters, so we swipe just this once instead of unsubscribing. Then we do it again next week, and then the week after, and then the week after. I have to confess, I used to be obsessed with the TV show Hoarders. There was something darkly fascinating and sad about the inertia and indifference that ends up taking over these people's lives. That's what happens to us sometimes. We just don't care enough to bother to make another click or two and stop the emails forever. We just accept that the emails will always keep coming. We end up as digital hoarders, and shuffling messages in and out of our inboxes is our weird little OCD habit that makes us feel okay for a minute. Don't let these emails become a pile of newspapers in your digital doorway. Don't let them become another trash bag full of used kitty litter that you toss onto the mountain in the corner. Now, obviously, there are marketing emails and newsletters that you do want to get and that you actually read. I would hope that the Friday file from Rosen Institute is first and foremost on that list. Industry publications or blogs or newsletters that you are actually reading are a different kettle of fish. I would still encourage you to try to batch those as much as possible instead of reading them as they come in. 
Google Workspace and Microsoft 365 both support plus addressing. You can add a plus sign and an extra keyword to your email address when signing up for email lists like Ned plus newsletters at roseninstitute.com and then create a filter for that address that automatically moves the messages to a folder you can check at a specific time each day or week. I'm a big fan of the service SaneBox for triaging emails, among other great features, and I've mentioned MailBrew previously for compiling your messages from email lists into a digest, but most of them just need to get the axe. A lot of mail apps and interfaces have started displaying a big obvious banner at the top of emails from mailing lists to make it extra easy to unsubscribe. Take advantage of that. But I'd also encourage you to go a step farther. I have a task on my calendar every week to look through the promotions or bulk mail tabs of my various accounts and unsubscribe, even though they're not showing up in my main view. I sign up for accounts and emails willy-nilly, and beyond removing their marketing and onboarding messages from my inbox, stopping them from coming in entirely, even if they're filtered out, means I have a lot less junk polluting my results when I do a search through my email. I'll bet you would have no trouble finding five email lists you could unsubscribe from today. Give it a shot, enjoy the peace and quiet, however fleeting it may be, and see if it doesn't inspire you to do a little more spring cleaning in other aspects of your life. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. The question on everyone's mind seems to be, are we facing a recession or is it already upon us or has it come and already gone? Well, frankly, I can't say for certain. I certainly don't know. But what I do know is that economic downturns, they unsettle all of us. However, it is precisely during these uncertain times that we must focus on the critical distinction between the economy and our personal economy. While we can't control the former, we do possess the power to leverage the latter, not only to weather the storm, but to flourish in its midst. We are the masters of our economic destiny when we take control of our personal economy. The global economic landscape, it undulates with turbulence, and the larger economy, yes, it sets the tone for what's happening to us personally, but it's within our grasp to defy the odds, to expand our law firms even when times are challenging. Today, let me share with you how we can generate brilliant ideas and acquire new knowledge and redouble our marketing efforts to achieve growth irrespective of the external economic conditions. First of all, mindset is paramount. You've got to embrace a growth mindset centered on continuous development and tackling the challenges that you face head on. This perspective, it reveals opportunities where other folks are in these times of economic turbulence, seeing only barriers. Take a moment and picture two law firm owners, one who regards a recession as a death sentence, and that owner slashes their marketing efforts and retreats into survival mode. Well, the other law firm owner, that person seizes the chance to surpass competitors and to rise above adversity. Well, which firm do you think 
triumphs through those difficult economic times? To me, the answer is evident. The second owner, equipped with that growth mindset, that person is better prepared to navigate and conquer the economic turbulence. That attorney will forge ahead. That attorney will make things happen. Once you've got your growth mindset in place, well, then it's time to delve into how you can conceive of innovative ideas, how you can learn new concepts, how you can intensify your marketing endeavors. First, exceptional ideas, they form the bedrock of any thriving business. To devise creative and potent marketing tactics, you've got to dare to think unconventionally. Experiment with new marketing channels or collaboration projects or client acquisition methods. Augment your existing strategies and incorporate fresh elements into your marketing. Utilize marketing technology and social media and online tools. Collaborate with other professionals to cross-promote your services. Dare to be different. Stay ahead of the curve. Set yourself apart from your competition. That's first. Second, never stop learning. Absorb new information and act on it immediately. Transform knowledge into revenue. Do that this very week. I so often get questions from lawyers about the best tools for storing the notes about the things that they are reading and learning from. Well, my response is, it doesn't matter. Rather than saving your notes, well, learn from them and then promptly take action before you forget what you just learned. Turn your learning into tangible results. That's more important than ever when your personal economy is experiencing turbulence. Now, third, dedicate yourself to this task of mastering your personal economic situation. Be strategic. Look around. Observe your competition as they fall as they make mistakes, capitalize on their weaknesses and secure the clients that they have lost, that they are neglecting, the clients that they have failed to engage. This is your chance as others constrict their marketing for you to expand and fill that space. You know, when the going gets tough, many law firms slash their marketing budgets first. They hunker down. They try to wait out the storm. Well, this inward focus, this passion, waiting, it leaves those law firms vulnerable. As those lawyers retract their marketing efforts to conserve resources, they lose their energy. They become despondent. They grow ever more hopeless. You need to seize this opportunity to level up and to leave those competitors behind. Consistent strategic marketing, it's essential for building your brand, for attracting new clients, for nurturing existing relationships. As these other firms cut back on marketing during a downturn, you have the unparalleled chance to fill the void that they are creating. By investing in marketing activities, you position yourself to outperform your rivals, to emerge from the downturn, from the recession stronger than ever, and certainly a lot stronger than your competitors. When the economy is in decline, it's time to double down on 
your personal economy. Remain adaptable, agile, forward-thinking. Continuously assess your marketing strategy. Gauge the efficacy of your efforts. Be open to change. This mindset, it equips you to overcome any obstacles that stand in your way. It's time to turn up the volume, to keep moving, to be resilient. Cling to that growth mindset. Seize the day. Forge ahead. This is your moment to outpace the competition. You know, these challenging times, they are an inevitable part of the business cycle. The economy, it will always have its ups and its downs. However, the power to shape your personal economy, well, it exists. It resides only in you. So seize the opportunities that arise. Make the most of them. Embrace the growth mindset. Innovate. Learn and invest in marketing your business. And then you will reap the rewards of taking that that top position for years to come. Listen, don't be daunted by the uncertainty of the economic situation. Instead, let's take these moments as opportunities. These are our chance to grow, to outshine, to demonstrate the resilience and the determination that defines us. It's who we are. Our personal economy, it's in our hands. It is our responsibility to nurture it and to cultivate it. And that's how we ensure our success and the prosperity of our law firms, irrespective of those external economic circumstances. Take control of your personal economy. The economy is going to do what it's going to do, but your economy, well, it's up to you. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Christ Church, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise we're all in this together and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules successful law firms follow. 